0: You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in
1: Tuscaloosa. Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality, and Christian Miller, a national championship-winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian
0: Well, happy new year and welcome into the show. Appreciate all of you dialing us in. Um, A very heart-wrenching show to begin with. Heart-wrenching last uh, few hours. 7.55 last night, Monday Night Football, Bengals-Bills, one of the most celebrated games of the season. T. Higgins catches a pass over the middle. He is hit by Bill Safey, uh, DeMar Hamlin, and what looked like a very routine play, a very routine hit. But what has happened since then has been anything but routine. As three seconds after the collision, he fell to the carpet. He was given immediate medical condition. Um, And, you know, for the next nine, ten minutes, they proceeded to perform CPR on him in the middle of the field with millions on television watching, and most notably the fans there, and then the players and the coaches and the family. It's just been an extraordinary time since then, they eventually called the game, postponed it indefinitely. It's uh, as I said, and and the words just keep coming to my brain as as we continue on. It's just it's just been heart wrenching. Lars, I know you were watching it. You're a huge Bengals fan. I think the way the Bengals and the Bills handled this situation, which is very difficult to say, <laughs> at the very least, um, I think everybody everybody's handled this very very well. But you know, your your heart and your prayers are, are still with Hamlin and his family. As of one hour ago, the latest medical report I got, which I I see is good news, is that his vital signs are
2: now stable.
0: But other than that, we really don't know a heck of a lot.
2: No, we don't. And, um... Uh, what's really concerning is those nine minutes that they're performing CPR. If they're performing CPR for nine minutes, that means his heart is not pumping, that means brain, uh, excuse me, blood is not getting to his brain. And, um, yes, he is sedated, uh, but we are not hearing his classification as critical but stable, he's still critical. And um, it's, uh, it's a dire situation, no question about it. Uh, we've never seen anything like this in the NFL. Um, you know, I was reminded a little bit of, of Hank Gathers and, and Reggie Lewis, but that, those are two completely different circumstances. Uh, but, um, you know, his heartbeat was restored on the field. And he was transferred to uh, University of Cincinnati Medical Center, which uh, I have uh, read and, and talked to my friends in Cincinnati. It's a it's an excellent hospital, uh, level one trauma care unit. He couldn't have gone to a a, a better hospital, and um, I uh, the the fact that he received that immediate immediate medical attention uh, was absolutely critical. And again, in, in doing the, the research for this show, Matt, um, it, it seemed to be a, almost an electrical issue with his heart, uh, and uh, it usually takes about nine seconds for uh, one to go into cardiac arrest when they take a massive blow to, right to the heart. And uh, that's about how much time, three, three, four, five, nine seconds. But it, he wasn't up for very long and, the, and then just collapsed. And just by the almost immediate reaction by the players on the field, you knew that this was bad, really bad, like unprecedented bad. And, um, you know, it was just uh, it was just it was it was.
3: National Weather Service in Birmingham has issued a tornado warning for northern Perry County, southeastern Bibb County, until 12.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. At 12.03 p.m. Central Standard Time, a Sophia thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located near Marion, moving northeast at 40 miles per hour. Hazard, tornado. Source, radar indicated rotation. Impact flying debris will be dangerous to those caught without shelter. Mobile homes will be damaged or destroyed. Damage to roofs, windows, and vehicles will occur. Tree damage is likely. Locations impacted include Rent, Marion, Centerville, Talladega National Forest, Highburger, West Centerville, Randolph, Triel, Morgan Springs, Folsom, Allards, and Big County Airport. Take cover now. Move to a basement or an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building. Avoid windows. If you are outdoors, in a mobile home, or in a vehicle, move to the closest substantial shelter and protect yourself from flying debris. Repeating, A tornado warning has been issued until 12.45 p.m. Central Standard Time for the following county. Didd, Alabama.
0: ...within the Bengals organization because that was the home field, but when they met at midfield and the players went to the locker room, if you didn't know at that time that game was not going to be, com- was not going to restart, I don't know what they're going to Now, another severe weather update from the Times Square Media of Tuscaloosa
3: Weather Center.
0: From the Town Square Media Weather Center, uh, some severe weather in West Alabama today. Uh, Do we have which mics here? We have our cast of producers and meteorologists. Mary Kay, are you there?
4: Yes, I am. We have a tornado warning that is radar indicated, and this tornado warning goes until 1245 to Bibb and Perry counties. At 1203 this afternoon, a severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located near Marion, moving northeast at 40 miles per hour. So now, if you are in Bibb or Barry, Perry County, Uh, please make sure you are taking shelter as this tornado warning is going to go till about 1245 this afternoon. I'm going to the radar and this tornado warning is specifically for northern Perry County in central Alabama and southeastern Bibb County in central Alabama. So if you are in northern Perry County and southeastern Bibb County, it is now time to take shelter. This tornado was located near Marion and it is moving north. Northeast at 40 miles per hour. This is radar indicated, and those caught out in the storm um, need to seek shelter immediately. The impacts could be flying debris. Mobile home uh, could be damaged or destroyed. uh, The National
3: Weather Service in Birmingham has issued a tornado warning for northeastern Marengo County in southwestern Alabama, central Perry County, south-central Hale County, until 12.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. At 12.07 p.m. Central Standard Time, a severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located over Fonsdale, or over Uniontown, moving northeast at 45 miles per hour. Hazard, tornado. Source, radar indicated rotation. Impact. Flying debris will be dangerous to those caught without shelter. Mobile homes will be damaged or destroyed. Damage to roofs, windows, and vehicles will occur. Tree damage is likely. Locations impacted include Marion, Uniontown, Fonsdale, Heiberger, Vaden, Perry County Correctional Center, Judson College, Radford, Vaden Vadenfield Airport, Folsom and Langville. Take cover now. To a basement or an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building. Avoid windows. If you are outdoors, in a mobile home, or in a vehicle, move to the closest substantial shelter and protect yourself from flying debris. Repeating, a tornado warning has been issued until 12.45 p.m. Central Standard Time for the following county, Hale, Alabama.
4: You are listening to the Town Square Media Tuscaloosa Weather Center. We have an update for you. As you just heard, we have a tornado warning for Bibb, Perry, Hale, and Marengo counties. I want to mention those in Uniontown to pay close attention at 1207. A severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located over Fonsdale or over Uniontown, and that system is moving northeast at 45 miles per hour. So now we have noticed that this system has picked up some speed and intensity. And that um, is going to be a situation that we need to monitor very closely. Now, those in the path are Marion, Uniontown, Fonsdale, Highberger, Vaden, Perry County Correctional Center, Judson College, Radford, Sprott, Vaden Field Airport, Folsom, and Laneville. So now is the time for you to take cover if you are in these counties under this tornado warning. Northeastern Marengo County and south southwestern alabama central perry county and central alabama south central hale county and west central alabama and cato if we can get prepared to join james span at abc 3340 now to give us some more insight on the tracking of this system that is capable of producing a tornado
5: And you can go back to your routine, but both of those are hanging in there right now. So, again, circulation one here, the northern circulation that's uh, approaching Heiberger, which is right here. Circulation number two is going to be coming right up on Marion. The northernmost circulation is going to be coming up into Bibb County. And, again, most likely the greatest danger of this will be uh, Centerville-Brent and Point South. Uh, But, again, Centerville-Brent, you are clearly in the polygon here. And if this thing holds together... This circulation, a warning might be required for parts of Shelby County, which is parts of the Birmingham Metro. So just be aware of that. And again, both of these are uh, highlighted here. So, Taylor, any reports of damage from what you're seeing over there?
6: Not, not seeing any yet. I've been checking our different uh, platforms here, social media platforms. I've been checking our Slack. I've been looking at the NWS chat. So far, we haven't seen any reports of any damage. Sometimes it can take a little while for us to get those reports in. Uh, but so far, so good in terms of any kind of damage reports but of course these are definitely some suspicious looking rotations uh, that are warranting those tornado warnings and remember if you are within that polygon make sure you're in that safe place these are the types of circulations where we could see them briefly tighten up and then kind of broaden out and it's going to be one of those kind of days uh, where we could have these cyclic in nature which means uh, we're just going to have to monitor them each radar scan from radar scan to radar scan to, uh, to see the radar presentation on these uh, right now based on the current look that southernmost circulation has broadened out just a bit Uh, with that that northern circulation looking just a bit more dominant at this point. You can tell there's a little bit brighter greens and reds
4: with that northern circulation. But regardless, if you are included, and definitely know where your closest shelter is if you live in a mobile home. A tornado warning remains in effect until 1245 for northeastern Perry County and southeastern Bibb County. Located on that path is Highburger or near Marion and this system is moving northeast at 35 miles per hour and those towns that are in that path include uh, Centerville, Talladega National Forest, Highburger, Randolph, Trio, Ellards and Bibb County Airport and now I want to pop over just really quickly over to, um, and just coming in now, the tornado warning for Hale and Marengo County has been canceled. So right now we are focused solely on the tornado warning for Perry County that goes until 1245 at 1215, a severe thunderstorm capable producing a tornado was located near Uniontown, moving Northeast at 45 miles per hour. So just uh, a refresher on this, uh, the tornado warning for Hale and Marengo County has been canceled and we have a tornado warning for Bibb and Perry until 20- 12.45 this afternoon. Let's join back in with James Spann of ABC 3340 to give us some more insight on the path and the tracking of this system. The images and
5: the pictures we see, that's on the ground. The radar beam is not on the ground. Uh, the radar beam goes in a straight line and the earth is curved believe it or not and so as you get farther away from a radar site the radar beam is higher and higher off the ground and so sometimes we're looking at the radar data from three, four, five, six thousand 6,000 feet up in a storm. We don't know what's happening down at the surface unless you help us. And that's why spotters are such a, uh, a big deal. And we're thankful for them. And I gotta say, we got another one down here at Taylor, down below Selma in Dallas County. Wouldn't be shocked if they were to issue a tornado warning for that one. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that, but that's a pretty good looking circulation that's uh, uh, really down here towards Sardis uh, to the south, southwest of Selma. So we'll keep an eye on that. And again, you can see multiple circulations, and these things, they come and they go. Uh, they spin up, they spin down pretty quickly. Uh, we've got evidence of circulation <laughs> now that's, uh, again, uh, Uniontown is right here. Uh, this Alabama Highway 5, the community right here is called Browns, uh, which is between Uniontown and Selma. It's pretty good-looking tornadic circulation. that's uh, just to the north of the town of Browns. Uh, again, uh, this is Highway 5, and that's US-80. So a possible tornadic circulation is right here along 181 north of Uniontown. Another possible tornadic circulation north of Browns, north of US-80, just east of Alabama Highway 5. The good news uh, is is the fact that this circulation near Heiberger has really faded, uh, really in a big way. And uh, again, uh, I would imagine if this uh, continues, the Weather Service might look at canceling that warning, Taylor, because I've heard of no damage, and it looks pretty puny here.
6: Well, and what could be happening, James, is, you know, we're talking about some of these circulations that are starting to to look a little bit, more impressive on radar just to the south and to the southeast of that, and these could be robbing some of that energy, these could become, be becoming the dominant circulations within that leading edge where we're seeing some of these storms develop, uh, so that could be what's going on with that northern storm, but looking currently at the radar presentation, I, it's hard for me to pick out any kind of suspicious area within that uh, northernmost warning polygon, But We've got to watch it all carefully, of course. The National Weather Service does gr- a great job. They know exactly what they are doing. They are very intelligent people that they have working over there. And so, uh, as long as they feel that 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 warning polygon needs to be there, we are going to make sure that we are in our safe place. Uh, but this is going to be one of those days where we could see quite a few different separate little circulations pop up in different places, and that kind of appears to be what's going on right now. There does look to be a pretty good presentation of at least some type of mesocyclone going on to the south of Selma. Uh, we got some 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 indications of rotation there. We've got these two other circles that I've drawn on the map there where we have some indication of rotation uh, that are moving through Perry County at this point and this this is gonna be one of those days where uh, it's it's hard to warn on these specific little circulations that one radar scan may look really impressive and the next don't. Uh, these are not gonna be your classic severe spring-looking kidney bean-type you know, severe storms. These are going to be uh, ones where we're really searching to find that circulation uh, and make sure that we are warning on all of them and maintaining the warnings uh, as long as they should be warned on. Uh, but once again, we have complete trust and faith in the National Weather Service. They are fantastic at their job, and uh, for the time being, they are continuing that northernmost uh, tornado warning that does include parts of Bibb County. And then we've got a couple different suspicious areas ongoing right now across Perry County, where we've got some of those bright red those bright greens uh, those those are areas that I would call at least suspicious on uh, on that velocity data right now I'll circle some of those for us one right here just to the north east of Uniontown one here that looks like it's crossing into southern Perry County and then almost another circulation looking area right here just north of Perryville uh, so a couple different areas we're watching this is a very messy convective setup It's going to be one of those days where we could get a couple different rounds it's not one clear-cut line coming through and once that line passes your area you're done it's gonna be one of those days where we've got rain on and off and thunder and wind with some of these storms and then embedded within this big area of rain and thunder we could have these circulations at times and so that's why it's just so important that you've got uh, through the day today different ways to get those warnings in case they're needed and they can happen pretty quickly and they can also be canceled pretty quickly so it might be one of those days where maybe you're not sitting in your safe place for 45 minutes you might be ha- having to be in that safe place for 15 20 minutes uh, but just make sure you are getting there if a tornado warning is issued for uh, your location so for the time being we have got two tornado warnings that we are tracking both overlap in Perry County, and then one is extended into southeastern Bibb County, uh, really covering the southern edge of the city of Brent. So if you live in Brent, you're still in that safe place until this tornado warning is canceled for you. Uh, We've got another thunderstorm that's moving towards Selma. There's no current warning with that thunderstorm, but that is a strong thunderstorm moving in the general direction of Selma. I'll give us kind of a wider view now for those who are just tuning in and wondering, okay, what's going on? Because a lot of folks in central Alabama are hearing thunder, seeing rain, but we have two storms, only two right now, that have any kind of warnings associated with them. And those are two tornado warnings that include parts of Bibb County stretching into southeastern Bibb County while we also have some strong thunderstorms but below severe limits impacting uh, Fay County stretching into northwestern Walker, Coleman County, southeastern Winston. There's a lot of lightning with those thunderstorms. We're picking up on quite a bit of lightning, uh, but at this, at this moment, those are not reaching those severe limits. Uh, and we have rain across the Birmingham Metro, heavy rain in Northern Bibb County, rain across much of Tuscaloosa County, but the only tornado warnings that we have currently ongoing in central Alabama are these two here uh, that include parts of Bibb County and also parts of Bibb County? So uh, we are going to continue to track these. I'm going to put back on the velocity, and I mean this—these this, are messy. These are these are hard to pick out these little centers. Of circulation, it's just kind of one of those days where it's not going to be a clear-cut situation. Uh, we're not going to get those really clear velocity signatures that you see us get sometimes, say in the spring.
5: Yeah, but I'm sorry, Taylor. Let me in real quick. Yeah. Uh, if somebody in the back, get us on YouTube. We are not live on YouTube. All they're seeing on YouTube, it's uh, this radar animation we have. So uh, we need this programming to be live on our YouTube channel. If somebody, is anybody back in the back, can hear me? hello uh, because that's awfully important uh... we're asking folks to watch us on youtube and uh... in facebook live uh... that offers a quick easy way to watch And on the youtube uh, you can watch us on the over-the-top platform so again uh... i apologize i thought we were on youtube and we are not so we're gonna fix that uh, If not i'll go over there and fix it myself all right so at twelve twenty four uh... we have just some really really messy signatures here uh... we don't have any tight Tornadic circulations on radar at this point in either one of these polygons, but the polygons are still there. And remember, as long as you see these flashing red polygons, you stay sheltered. And I know you're going to hear us say from time to time the circulations have weakened. We don't see a tornado on radar, but they could come right back. And they've done that today. And I'm afraid it's going to be that kind of day and that kind of night where they come and they go really quickly. We're not expecting these. Long track tornadoes that stay down for 50, 60, 75 miles. We're not expecting that today. We're expecting the shorter lived type tornadoes, but they're all dangerous, and we do our best to warn for all of them. And quite frankly, on a day like today, we can't give you 30 minutes lead time on a tornado. We can't give you 40 minutes lead time. It might be two or three minutes on a tornado warning, and some of these things could touch down with no warning uh, because by the time they get down, the warning goes out. They're gone, so just be very weather aware of uh, of what's going on here uh, for the rest of today and tonight, after midnight tonight into the pre-dawn hours tomorrow. Uh, so again, uh, these warnings, Taylor, uh, are scheduled to go out 12:45, uh, and uh, both of them I think 12:45. It's 12:26, and uh, I would have, obviously, if the radar is going to look like that, they're not going to reissue these warnings. But, again, I think they might leave them up for a little bit because earlier they canceled the warning and had to reissue it right back as the thing started to spin up again. So uh, we've got uh, just broad circulations now that's coming up into parts of Bid County uh, that's going to be passing to the south of Centerville and Brent. And, again, right now it's broad. It doesn't look like tornadic circulation at all. And the same thing for the uh, southern part of this, uh, the rotation that was near Uniontown coming up toward Marion, that's basically fizzled. I mean, uh, these things are... Lasted about as long as a tick on a hot rock today uh, th- it's gonna be pretty tough uh, Taylor you know some of these are easy and some are hard this one's gonna be a hard day for us
6: yeah and it, it's gonna be just one of those where we got to watch every little little thing very very carefully and sometimes these can be embedded within thunderstorms so we're not getting once again that clear-cut line where we just have one large line and we monitor up and down that line we've got thunderstorms developing out ahead of the line we've got just a big mass of rain and thunder and within that mass of rain and thunder is where we could have these circulations today and so that that does make that that warning process a little bit harder it makes finding them on the radar a little bit harder but uh, we have full confidence our National Weather Service here in Birmingham does a great job Uh, so we have full confidence in them and of course uh, we're gonna be watching these all carefully And I do want to, I know I keep taking us back to the big view, but for those who are just tuning in, there is a lot of rain and thunder right now, especially along into the west of I-65 across central Alabama. We don't have any thunderstorms at this point, other than those two warnings that we're watching for parts of Perry and Bibb County. Nothing warned on at this point. So, uh, yes, we're going to be weather aware, but for the time being, the only reason that we are technically breaking into our regular scheduled programming is because of these two tornado warnings that we have ongoing for Perry and Bibb Counties. Uh, And we're going to continue to watch those. And uh, we're watching some stronger thunderstorms as well that are uh, moving towards Selma,
4: moving towards downtown Selma right now. Uh, No warnings on those, but those are some strong. Severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located near Marion, moving northeast at 40 miles per hour. And then also a severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located near Heiberger or 10 miles south of Brent, moving northeast at 45. miles per hour. So make sure that you are paying attention. This tornado warning goes until 1245 this afternoon for northeastern Perry and southeastern Bibb counties and also for northeastern Perry County. So these systems are overlapping uh, to kind of give you some perspective and we are watching the tracking of this. This is a great time if you are in those counties and in those specific areas that you take your safe place and seek shelter as this tornado Warning is in effect until 12:45 this afternoon. And now I'd like to go back to James Span of ABC 3340. Again,
5: the, the encouragement is to stay sheltered. this look at the other polygon quickly. Uh, this is the one down here in uh, Perry County. And again, there's just not much to show you here in this one. Uh, we really see no evidence of a tornado in Perry County at the moment with this southern circulation. It's basically dissipated at this point. Uh, there's still a warning, but again, as long as there's a warning, the polygon up. Please respect it and please be sheltered. And, again, uh, you can see that's, uh, that polygon is in effect for areas south and east of Marion. And, again, for the rotation that came near Heiberger, that is about to cross over into Bibb County. So let's adjust this up a little to the north and take a look at the Bibb County circulation. And, again, uh, that broad circulation is about to cross over into Bibb County. And, again, this is Highway 219. Highway 219 is the road that runs from uh, Centerville down to Selma. And again, the broad rotation is about to cross Highway 219 at the uh, Perry-Bibb County line. And then ultimately, it's going to be crossing U.S. 82 uh, to the east of Centerville and Brent. And if it holds together... It might wind up in Shelby County or Chilton County. This is Shelby County. Montevallo is here. The town of Wilton is right here. And again, that's 139 that goes down to uh, Randall. Briarfield is right here. So if you're up in this region, just kind of watch this. But for the moment, it does not look especially impressive. And again, uh, watching the uh, multiple sources that we see here, we're just not seeing any uh, strong sign of, of a tornado that is uh, down. Although I'm now starting to get some reports in here. Uh, It looks like we do have some damage uh, just outside of Marion from one of these circulations here. So what I want to do is uh, take a look at, uh, uh, let's go to WEX05 if we can. We'll take WEX05 full screen. I'll kind of describe what we're seeing here. Again, this is the first really significant damage that I've seen. Uh, This is uh, coming from... Perry County Road 29 just outside of Marion, and again, it clearly looks like a a tornado, a smaller tornado did come through there based on what we're seeing here, Um, and again, uh, this is uh, from Valerie Hughes, one of our viewers, and uh, she is reporting uh, tin ripped from roofs and wrapped around trees, a wooden porch destroyed, and goats on the loose. Uh, And again, this is on uh, Perry County Road 29, uh, just outside of Marion. You can see some pretty large uh, pieces of tin out there on the road. You've got multiple trees down. And uh, again, this is probably the first uh, really sign of tornadic tornadic damage perhaps that we have seen. Again, there's a look at more uh, trees down uh, near the town of Marion. So again, uh, all of this has happened here in the last, uh, let's go back to this uh in the last 15 to 30 minutes uh so again this is a sign this is why we got to keep our eye on the ball here uh it is not going to be a day where we can give you 30 minutes notice or 40 minutes notice on a on a short lived tornado but when they get down this is what they do and uh, obviously you need to be sheltered if this kind of stuff is happening and again you can see uh the roof damage in this home uh the tin wrapped around the tree uh there are trees down and again uh, this is in Perry County that's uh, just to the uh Uh, just outside of Marion on Perry County Highway 29. So that's an example of what has been going on, and this is what these uh, smaller tornadoes can do. And and like I say, every tornado is dangerous. I don't care if it's an EF0, they're all dangerous. So let's go back to the radar. And again, it's uh, 1236. The warnings are scheduled to expire at 1245. And we're kind of focusing on this northern warning here because the southern warning, there's just nothing there to show. We've got this circulation here that's on the uh, Perry-Bibb County line. And again, that's really where Highway 219 crosses the line. This is 219 right here. And that will be crossing U.S. 82 soon, east of Centerville. Uh, Centerville is here, Brent is here. Those cities are side by side. They're separated by the Cahaba River. And uh, that's, you know, the county seat of uh, Bibb County is up here, Centerville. The courthouse is on the hill in Centerville. But this circulation is going to be passing to the south of Centerville and Brent and uh, again it's going to be crossing Highway 82 possibly moving over into the uh, far eastern part of Bibb County and again the the polygon is as far east as Randolph along Highway 139 right here Ashby is here, Briarfield is right up here Uh, and you're not in the polygon six mile uh, Wilton Ashby Briarfield you're not in this polygon at this point but it certainly bears watching uh, Taylor so again we're starting to see evidence that these have been getting down and they don't last long but they've been causing some problems
6: they certainly have and like we've been talking about today Uh, This is likely to be one of those days where we could get a couple different rounds of thunderstorms and we could have embedded warnings within some of those different rounds. So we want you weather aware from now all the way really until early tomorrow morning. So it's important that you have ways to get those warnings. We've already got lots of heavy rain ongoing across much of central Alabama. Of course, this is the one, the two warnings that we're watching carefully. Uh, But for those of you who are elsewhere dealing with rain and thunder, another hazard that going to have to talk about as well is the possibility of some flooding problems so we could see a couple different rounds of heavy rain and when those totals add up that's when we start to see some of those creeks streams get overwhelmed especially poor drainage areas maybe some of those leaves that are on the ground clogging some of those drains uh, can cause that water to easily cover roadways and the one thing we ask of you is please just do not drive over any kind of flooded road I know it can be it really inconvenient to have to find another route uh, but it it really could uh, not only just save your life but those in the car with you those who have to come rescue you Uh, so we could start to see some flooding problems Uh, we're gonna have to watch that carefully especially say when we get the next couple rounds of rain this is just kind of the first round so far uh, but we are going to have to watch all of these different rounds of rain carefully Uh, so heavy rain likely today lots of lightning and thunder uh, some stronger winds but also uh, the reason of course that we're on the air the possibility of a few tornado warnings which is what we've got ongoing right now in central Alabama Uh, these two separate warning polygons that we have been tracking for quite some time now they are going to remain in effect for at least the next five minutes or so Uh, we will see of course once we get closer to the end of uh, the, what, when these were originally issued for, whether or not the National Weather Service decides to extend them. Uh, but look at this, now we're getting another, uh, what appears to be a little bit better indication of some rotation, just as this is crossing over the Perry County line into Southern Bibb County. Uh, looks like you know that, that rotation is potentially strengthening just a little bit, and that's what these have been doing today. They've been very cyclic so far. And it's not going to be. The National
3: Weather Service in Birmingham has issued a tornado warning for North Central Chilton County, Southeastern Big County, until 1.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. At 12.39 p.m. Central Standard Time, a severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located near Talladega National Forest. For eight miles southeast of Centerville, moving northeast at 40 miles per hour. Hazard, tornado. Source, radar indicated rotation. Impact, flying debris will be dangerous to those caught without shelter. Mobile homes will be damaged or destroyed. Damage to roofs, windows, and vehicles will occur. Tree damage is likely. Locations impacted include Calera, Jemison, Paladega National Forest, Ashby, Bluefield Ironworks Park, Randolph, Minotur Park and Rio. Take cover now. Move to a basement or an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building. Avoid windows. If you are outdoors, in a mobile home, or in a vehicle, move to the closest substantial shelter and protect yourself from flying debris. Repeating, a tornado warning has been issued until 1:30 p.m. Central Standard Time for the following county: Vid, Alabama. Two
6: here pretty soon, and it's going to be a very close to Antioch uh, as it crosses over 82, and then uh, continuing into northern and northwestern Chilton County near the city of Jimison. And you know, heads up we've got some time to continue to watch how this thing cycles but if it holds together even more even further this could eventually end up in parts of Shelby County so if you live in Shelby County this is definitely one you need to be watching Uh, it has kind of been cycling the last few radar scans and at this point we are seeing what appears to be some clear indication of rotation here I will zoom us down and we'll put on the correlation coefficient and see if there's anything we can see within that product because that sometimes can really give us For the moment, we don't have anything showing up there, but that doesn't mean that uh, in a few radar scans, we uh, don't start to see some indications there. Let's point
5: out, too, for our friends in Shelby County. Right now, no part of Shelby County is in a tornado warning. No part in a warning. The uh, new tornado warning is for the northwestern part of Chilton, again, let me just point out who's in and who's out so thorsby you're out you're not in the polygon jimison you are in the polygon clanton you are not in the polygon this is all north of clanton north of thorsby uh, union grove uh, jimison uh, this area here just below montevallo and wilton this northwestern corner of chilton county but this does include uh, places like uh, randolph and bibb county back over into uh, northern chilton county and again i think we've got avenues on the way down to jimison and once we get his live stream up Uh, We'll start watching that, and we'll probably point our SkyCam and Clanton northward, although I don't expect to see anything, because everything today is going to be rain-wrapped. But again, the circulation you see is right here, and that's prompted this warning, and that circulation is about to cross over U.S. 82, about eight miles east of Centerville. So again, we encourage nobody to be driving right now on U.S. 82 between uh, Centerville and the Chilton County Line. That's a major route between Tuscaloosa and Montgomery. So again, no travel on U.S. 82 at this point uh, between Centerville and the County Line. And again, uh, right in through here no travel here and that'll be crossing next uh Alabama Highway 139 here and that runs from Wilton uh, Ashby Briarfield uh, down to Randolph so again if you uh, no travel on Alabama 139 and then uh Highway 31 and Interstate 65 are both in the polygon and again uh, what you're seeing in the double box that's uh, Evan Chicvera's live shot from the storm chaser he is in Jemison and Jemison is in the polygon and uh, again we'll be talking with him as it approaches him if it holds together and uh, he's going to be looking north up into this. And again, that's the safe place to be. Understand, if you're a storm spotter, you don't want to sit right where the storm is going. You want to be preferably the south, so you can get a good look up into the backside of that thing, the right rear flank of the storm. And that's what he's doing down here. So, again, uh, let's go back full screen. We're going to check back with that uh, with his uh, live shot here in just a second. But if you're just joining us, we're here for tornado warnings in effect now for parts of Bib. And parts of Chilton counties in central Alabama. We have broad rotation. And again, I, I want to stress at the moment, it does not look like a tornado is down, but this thing has been. Let's take Evan shot. Just kind of tell us where you are and what you're looking at there in Chilton County.
7: Well, I'm right next to the uh, Alton Cobb uh, Gymnasium here, right next to the high school and middle school, right behind Mace Highway 31. And I've kind of stayed put. I'm pointing due west. Uh, Because I'm sitting in in the chaser and I'm watching the same storm you guys have been talking about uh, for the last half hour or so. And uh, trying to catch basically on the southern side of this in the last uh, five minutes, big uptick in lightning. That's probably been the biggest part. Uh, And then also in addition to that, it's raining if you can't tell uh, by the windshield wipers going here. But uh, really nothing severe at this point. Uh, You may have seen that lightning strike there. But uh, we're going to try to get an idea of even if this is cycling, uh, what sort of uh, strength it has in just winds as this kind of goes up and down. Um, uh, coming in this general direction. But I'm just outside of uh, downtown Jemison, and uh, here on Highway 31, and we're just waiting to see uh, what this cell looks like as it comes through. But I'll be in a safe place to go uh, north or south uh, if it does ramp back up.
5: All right. Uh, thank you, uh, Evan. And again, uh, Evan is right at uh, Jemison High School, home of the, uh, home of the Panthers uh, down in Chilton County. And we'll, but, but you see what he sees. You can't see anything. And, and again, if there's a small tornado involved, it's going to be very hard to see today. So let's go back to the radar. And again, let me just say, you're going to have to trust us today. We, we've learned through social science studies that often when people look at radar, they see a bucket of spilled paint. Quite frankly, I understand that. Uh, but on a day like today, w- with everything being totally rain-wrapped, even with a daytime event, we're going to have a really hard time showing you stuff, even if, if we're within a mile of a tornado because of the nature of this we have today. So you're just going to have to trust us. We'll make these calls based on radar. And again, the good news right now, the, the circulation, the, this broad circulation that's kind of between US 82 and Alabama 139, it is broad. Uh, that is not a classic tornado signature right here. Still, the warning stays in effect uh, based on the cyclic nature of these things so far today. Uh, So again, the encouragement here is that we don't want anybody driving along Alabama Highway 139 from Wilton down to Randolph. And as long as you're in the polygon here, nobody on US 31. That's Alabama 155, by the way, from Montevallo down to uh, Jimison. But nobody on 155, US 31, Interstate 65 in northern Chilton County, north of Union Grove, Jimison here, Union Grove here. Uh, the, the the advice is just to stay put. And I know it's so stinking frustrating when you've got some place to be but just understand that. And again, we're still watching this lowered CC on radar right here, which might represent some debris being lofted from when that thing was down earlier. Uh, and we, we've watched this product. It's been an amazing product since dual polarization radar came into operational use, but often you'll see debris being lofted well after a tornado dissipates. It stays aloft and it looks like the tornado is dissipated at this point based on the velocity signature here, but it clearly was down at some point, probably down here just a little to the southwest of US uh, U.S. 82. So broad rotation uh, that is uh, far south of Highway 25. This is six mile right here. Highway 25 runs from Valley down to Brent. So it's well south of uh, 25. 25 is not in the polygon. Uh, The concern, it's uh, Briarfield Ashby down to Randolph here on Highway 139. Uh, Just stay sheltered. And again, if you're in a site-built home, that's a small room, lowest floor near the center, uh, no windows. Uh, And uh, I know it might not be the greatest place in the world to stay, but you need to stay there until the warning expires or until this thing is canceled. And again, if you're in a manufactured home, uh, you can't stay there. You've got to find a shelter, and preferably part of your preparedness plan is knowing that shelter far in advance before we have days like today. But if there's no community shelter, or goodness, a gas station, a fast food restaurant, uh, any place like that that's open, you could go in and offer shelter. That's better than a mobile home, and we want you to be there instead of in a mobile home. And the other part of the tr- equation, it's transportation. You've got to have transportation to get to these places. And of course, the other problem on a day like today, often warnings are very, very the, the lead time. It's very short, uh, under five minutes maybe, and that's not a lot of time to get to a place. But Uh, It's just a challenge we all have to face and fight through on a day like this, and our job is to just keep everybody safe. So these are just some things to think about. Uh, Let's look at the Evans live shot again real quick. I just wanted to show you what it looks like in Shilton County in the polygon. This is a live shot coming from uh, Storm Chaser 3340 at uh, Jemison High School. The traffic you see on the left over there, that's U.S. Highway 31, and that's Jemison High School on the right and uh, again is absolutely pouring and if there happens to be a small tornado you're not gonna see it you're just not but uh, jimison is in the polygon and again you you notice we got a lot of traffic out there in US 31 but if you can hear me on one of our radio station partners or uh, listening via YouTube or Facebook or whatever uh, I would prefer you not to be driving out there in US 31 even a small ef-zero tornado can flip your car like a toy And it can really create some major problems, and you don't want that to happen. So uh, we would rather folks not be traveling on uh, U.S. 31 and parallel to U.S. 31 is I-65, same kind of thing. So, uh, Taylor, uh, looks kind of uh, interesting on the reflectivity there.
6: Yeah, it's almost easier to pick out kind of an area of rotation based on looking at the reflectivity. You kind of got that little hook there showing up with this, this particular thunderstorm. It looks like uh, that, that main area of rotation would be just to the southeast of Antioch. Uh, and it's moving, it'll likely cross between Randolph and Oakley, uh, just to the south of Oakley here pretty soon as it continues on that northeastward track. But uh, a lot of heavy rain all around this. And I know we've been saying that, but it's gonna be really hard to see anything with this circulation just because it, there's so much heavy rain in the area. I keep flipping between the reflectivity and the uh, velocity here just to kind of get a better feel for what exactly we're looking at. Based on the velocity data, doesn't look like a super impressive circulation, but like we've been kind of just saying over and over today, this next radar scan, it could tighten back up. These have been cyclic, these have been cycling. Uh, So the best and easiest thing to do here is to make sure we just maintain that tornado warning in order to cover this storm should it start to ramp back up and with this last radar scan you're seeing a little bit more of that green those indications of maybe this is where we have that rotation uh it's going to be cr- crossing right in between Oakley and Randolph right along 139 it's about to cross over 139 here pretty soon Uh, it's just on the north side of Antioch Road just north of Randolph there Uh, and then eventually it's gonna be crossing once it crosses 139 uh, kinda the next landmark that it will be crossing over is the county line into Chilton County uh, from Bibb County there Uh, so of course we've got Evan out in the field we've also just got a report of a new tornado watch that's going into effect
5: while we're looking, while you're pulling the watch up, let's go to Wexo 5 real quick. Just wanted to show some more video of what it looks like out in the field, but we have to fight through that. So, again, uh, Taylor is, is circling this other area, potential rotation that's farther to the south in Chilton County, and the Weather Service is considering a warning, I think, for that. And uh, if they do issue a warning, this will include areas farther to the south in, uh, in Chilton County. Again, Clanton is right here and again Evan's live stream you saw his live stream he's up here in uh, uh, uh Jimison and uh, we'll see if they uh, issue a warning for that and again these things are going to pop up uh, over and over and over uh, again today and it, it is just going to be uh, a challenge for all of us and we'll get through it together so this is the new tornado warning this is for uh, a tornado near Maplesville moving northeast at 30 and this is your new polygon so uh Clanton you are on the southern edge of this okay so this is your this is for the circulation that's near Maplesville uh this is highway 191 that runs up to uh Jemison uh and again uh, uh that's Alabama highway 22 that runs from Maplesville back over to Clanton and uh circulation they're looking at is right here along highway 22 a little east of downtown Maplesville And the good thing about this day is the fact that a lot of the schools are not back in session yet. Now, some are. Again, I spoke this morning at Hamilton Elementary School up Marion County. They dismissed early. Uh, Ann West is the superintendent up there, and we decided it's just best to get them home early and not be in the buses in this kind of weather. But for most schools, they go back tomorrow. So we don't have a lot of school issues and buses running that we would normally have at this hour of the day. So, again, two distinct tornado warnings here in Chilton County. The southern polygon, which is the newer one, is for this circulation uh, pretty close to the school at Isabella, which is right here. This is a really nice school there in uh, Isabella, and this will be coming out toward U.S. 31, which is right here. Uh, maybe close to Thorbsby, a little south of Thorbsby, then crossing Interstate 65, which is right here, and then next up is Alabama Highway 145. Gap of the Mountain is right here. This runs up into Shelby County, up toward uh, Wilsonville and the town of Shelby. Uh, and again, I want to stress, no part of Shelby County is in a warning here. This is all Chilton County. This is south of Shelby County. And again, this this northern warning here, it just looks like it's dissipated. I mean, I. I I'm telling you, there's nothing there right now. It it could come back, and they've been coming back today, Uh, but at this point, we do not have a tornado in the northern polygon, but the Weather Service is going to leave that up for a little longer to see if it comes back, and in the southern polygon, that's a better looking circulation, and again, obviously, uh, in a situation like this, the southern storm typically becomes the dominant storm. It steals all the inflow from the northern storm, and I think that's what's happening here. And again, that uh, southern circulation will be crossing Highway 31, probably north of Clanton. But let's look, just for the fun of it, at that Skycam in Clanton, uh, if we can, uh, uh, Taylor. This, again, don't expect to see a lot, but I just want to show you what conditions look like. So let's go to our Skycam if we can. And this is our Clanton Skycam. We'll try and get it pointed back to the west. And uh, again, it looks like at that point, visibility is actually pretty good. That looks a little better than I thought it would. That's uh, looking north. We're going to pan it back over to the west, and you'll see that uh, rain shaft coming in. And uh, we'll keep going. That's the communication tower. That's the city of Clanton Communication Tower. Uh, The church there, that's First Baptist Church. And keep moving it a little bit past the tower and there, that's a pretty good look back to the west. Uh, You can see downtown Clanton, the Christmas tree down below that's still there. And uh, again, if we've got anything going on, uh, it's going to be in that direction. And most likely, it's going to be passing north of downtown Clanton. I don't expect it to come right into Clanton. You saw some lightning on the horizon there. Uh, But again, that's looking into the storm that has prompted this tornado warning for the central part of Chilton County, including places like Thoresby, in areas just north of Clanton, but Clanton, technically, you are on the polygon. Uh, so again, if you're uh, in downtown Clanton or points north, you need to be sheltered. If you're south of Clanton, you're okay. This will not affect you. So let's go back to the radar, and again, we've got, also got Evan Chikvera in the same area. We're going to check his stream in just a second. Uh, so the northern tornado was dissipated. I've got nothing to show you. Uh, the Weather Service will probably lead this in, maybe until. Come back because nothing there right now, and this is the one that includes the Shelby County line. Oops. And we took a power hit here, and hopefully that did not affect too much uh, uh, what's going on here. And maybe it did.
6: It looks and, like our weather systems were good here. Right. Sky cam looks like we're good.
5: And again, uh, if if you see our video acting a little funny, we just took a, a lightning shot here, and uh, we'll we just stay with it. And I think we're back good here. So again, the northern polygon. At this point, nothing of concern. It's still there, and as long as you're in that polygon, you stay sheltered. I, I know it's frustrating when you don't see anything, but the way it's been going today, I think that's the right thing to do: is to leave that in place until it expires. When does this one expire, Taylor? The northern one. Uh, that's at 12. I
6: think
5: it was 1:30. Uh, okay. 1:30. And uh, we are still on the air, uh, Jeff. Just uh, let us know, so we're we're good. So again, uh, stay sheltered if you're in northern Chilton but the greater concern it's for the rotation near the community of Isabella and now if you're in Maplesville this we'll give you an all clear for now all of these rotations are east of you so maplesville you do not have to do anything right now all clear from these circulations the concern is basically from uh the school at Isabella uh over to US 31 from downtown Clanton north up to Thorsby uh and understand this new polygon here okay but they've canceled this one that's the good thing i love it i love it I love it to see that X on that, map. When Taylor writes that X, it's off the board. So this one's about to go away. So we're down to one warning, and it's for the southern circulation. And quite frankly, that is not really and truly a classic tornado signature here. And we got a pretty good look at it. The radar side is right up here at the Shelby County Airport looking right into it. Got a good low-level view. And at this point, that does not look overly impressive. But still, uh, we want you to stay sheltered if you're in this polygon here. So, again, this would include... Uh, the southern part of Jemison, you know, the first polygon was Jemison North, and now it's Jemison South, down toward thorsby and Clanton. And uh, they're also, I know, watching this circulation, which is uh, down here. This is going to be below Billingsley. The town of Billingsley sits right up here. This is kind of between Billingsley and Prattville along US 82. This is down in Autauga County. This is in the Montgomery television market our friends uh, Josh and those guys.
4: We got to thank James Spann of ABC 3340 for giving us all the details that we need to stay safe here in West Alabama. I'm Mary Kay in the Town Square Media Tuscaloosa Weather Center and the National Weather Service in Birmingham has canceled the tornado warning for Bibb County. So we have an all clear for Bibb County. And I just want to remind everyone that we still do have a tornado watch until five o'clock this evening for Bibb. Green, Hale, Lamar, Perry, Pickens, Sumter, Tuscaloosa and Walker County and it is our policy here at Town Square Media that any of our coverage area counties go under a tornado warning we bring you non-stop weather coverage for myself Mary Kay Brittany Marshall and Cato we thank you so much for tuning in you've been listening to 92.9 WTUG Northport Tuscaloosa Praise 93.3 WTSK Tuscaloosa 95.3 The Bear WFFN Coaling Tuscaloosa me TV FM 97.5. WTUGHD3 Tuscaloosa, Catfish 100.1, WTBC Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, WTUGHD2 Northport Tuscaloosa, Alt 101.7, WQRR Reform Tuscaloosa, and 1051 The Block, WALJ Northport Tuscaloosa. And we are giving you real time severe weather updates. You can find those at Tuscaloosa Thread or on the free Tuscaloosa Thread app now back to regular programming.
7: At this point, I don't think is very likely. Then you're talking about Milrow versus Simpson versus the outside chance of Eli Holstein or Dylan get impressing so much that they have to get on the field, which, you know, I, as much as they have talked about Milrow trying to develop him as a passer, make him into that guy where they can run the same offense that they ran under Bryce, I just don't know if that's 100% come along quite yet. And we saw it out obviously, when he got on the field. So you're probably running a different offense. If you do go with Milro, it's probably an offense where he's running 10, 15 times a game. Throwing for 150, 200 yards. And if that's what you want to do, then you can still win some games that way. Do you win a national title? Maybe, maybe not. And then it's just a question of, you know, what's the deal with Ty Simpson? We just don't know because we haven't seen him. We haven't watched practice. We haven't seen him in, in games and any meaningful situations. And it, 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 he's more of a wild card than Bryce was two years ago, you know, because Bryce got. A decent amount of playing time behind Mac, but we just haven't seen that out of Ty Simpson.
2: Mike, other than the quarterback position, what position group do you think has the biggest question marks heading into next season?
7: Probably the secondary. Um, you know, the safety position has been remarkably stable now for for three years. They've had Helms and, and Battle as two starters there, and, and Battle really started as a freshman too, so that's a four year starter. And now you're talking about two new starters at that position. The new starter at Star because of Brian Branch leaving. And we'll have to see what happens with Eli Ricks, but potentially a new starting corner as well. So, you know, it's four out of the five positions in the secondary, six if you include or or you know, if you include the money position, which Malachi Moore played money, he's coming back. I talked to him in the locker room after the game. He's coming back. He thinks maybe he can play safety next year. Um, so maybe that's one of your safeties, and then maybe Caleb Downs comes in and is ready to start right away, and he's your other safety. And then I think you're looking at Tony Mitchell, the freshman, Julio Hurley, the freshman, maybe competing at Star the way you know, Branch and, and Moore did a couple years ago as freshmen. Um, you know, Kool Aid's one of your starters at corner. I think if he can kind of elevate his game ten, fifteen percent, then you're talking about him as a first-round pick next year in the same way that you know Patrick Sertan was, but that uh, that other spot is a little bit of an unknown. Is it Ricks if he comes back? Is it Terry and Arnold? Is it Desmond Ricks, the freshman who comes in? Or do they get Cormani McClain, uh, the other uncommitted freshman who's a five-star kid, and maybe he comes in and starts right away? So that second cornerback spot, I think, is is probably the the biggest question mark on the team, and quite frankly, it was this season too.
8: Mike, what are your expectations for the offensive line group going into next season? You know, they recruited a a handful of of big recruits, also big time recruits, uh, five stars, and 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 all across the offensive line. You know, several tackles, some guards. Um, do you expect any of those young guys stepping in and filling in right away?
7: I do. I think. Somewhat out of necessity as well, just because unless they get some transfers coming in late here, then you're going to need to play some of those guys. Um, but yeah, you're losing Tyler Steen at left tackle. You're losing Ecuador at right guard. I think the assumption, as it's been the case kind of throughout the Saban era, is J.C. Latham moves from right tackle to left tackle, as guys often do. He becomes their left tackle. You know, Booker seems like he's entrenched at left guard. McLaughlin comes back and plays center. And then it just becomes a question of right guard and right tackle. You know, they had Elijah Pritchett, who came in as a pretty highly ranked guy and got on the field a little bit. I think he's probably the favorite to play right tackle. Right guard's a little bit of a toss-up. Um, you know, maybe Cade Proctor comes in, uh, the five-star who flipped from Iowa, and it's possible maybe he gets moved to guard. Again, As it seems to be this kind of transition that a lot of these guys do. You know, Leatherwood did it. Evan Neal did it. Where they go from guard to right tackle to left tackle, um, so I could see you know maybe Kay Proctor coming in right away, and that's a young line. I mean, McLaughlin has experience. Beyond that, like Latham has a year of experience, but that's not a veteran offensive line. by any means that you're putting together for next year, and that's partly because they just kind of lost that second layer of depth, the Amari Kites and you know Brock Meyer and some some of those guys that have been around a couple of years.
0: Mike, great stuff as always. We can read you on AL.com. Tell folks other than that how they can follow you on social media.
7: Yeah, on Twitter, at Mike Rodak is is the place to find me.
0: Good stuff. Uh, Appreciate you uh, joining us, and uh, we'll do it again very, very soon because we didn't even talk basketball near the game tonight, right? (laughs) So, anyway, Uh, we'll get to that next visit. Yep. Uh, Thank you, Mike Rodak from AL.com. Uh yeah, Alabama hosts Ole Miss tonight at eight o'clock on the SEC network. <clears throat> yes, and I have a frog in my throat, throat, and it's been there actually all year. Uh, hey, there are two games in the college football bowl system that that you know the schedule that we have not gotten to that I feel we must because they were just significant, exciting. Everything you want in a college football bowl game, but it was not one of the championship games, and it was not the Sugar Bowl. We'll do that on the other side of this break.
1: More Big Noon Sports coming up. Want to know what's
0: going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 129 app today.
6: Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription,
5: choose the pharmacy tail, damaging wind, and possibly a few isolated tornadoes. The high today is 73, tonight's low 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Back on Big Noon Sports, Christian, Matt, Lars, and again. We are keeping up with the weather, particularly south of the Birmingham, south of the Tuscaloosa area. Actually came a little bit through closer to the Tuscaloosa area, so we're keeping an eye on that because we're watching the one and only James Spann. So uh, be very, very weather aware, and if something pops up, we will certainly make you, make it known to you right here in the um, Anniston, Gadsden, Birmingham, Tuscaloosa areas where our affiliates are. Yesterday, watching football, uh, see, I'm pulling for two lines. Golly, what a remarkable win this would be for the Green Wave. And relatively unnoticed, they've had an unbelievable season. But they get to go to the Rose Bowl. They play USC, who was what? A, a win away from playing for the national championship. Cotton Bowl. Or, or yeah. Cotton Bowl. Uh, yeah. Um, but you think, okay, but then, you know, Caleb lights it up and, you know, Ends up, it's 45-30, so I flip it. Four minutes left. I did the exact same thing. Whoa. They score sixteen. That's two touchdowns, two point afters, in four minutes and beat USC. Incredible. But as if to, you know, if you could find another one that was even more exciting, or I guess as far as if you're a better, was, Lars, Mississippi State, Illinois, you make no bones about it, that you occasionally put a dime on a game or not. Yes. Go through that game as far as somebody that had 20 bucks on it.
2: Yeah. um, The line was three and a half points. Uh, Mississippi State favored by three and a half over Illinois. And the game is tied late. And uh, Zach Arnett, who is now, uh, who has replaced uh, the late Mike Leach and it's pretty cool that that uh, they had a little, uh, I think, a pirate symbol or a pirate ship on the, on the side of their helmet. Um, By the aw- way, Alabama wore a mic on the back of their helmet, too, which I thought that was very cool. And uh, at, the, at, the, at the end of the game, Mississippi State drives down the field and uh, they attempt a 27-yard field goal, and they make it with four seconds to go. And Zach Garnett, the head coach, he, he was completely stoic. Will, Will Rogers, the quarterback, was in tears. Uh, but Zach Garnett, he was mad at himself because he wanted that to be the last play of the game. All right, so Mississippi State's up three. All of us who uh, bet Mississippi State to win by really by four, uh, we're like, okay, this is the total loss, total loss. And then, holy cow. This could not have been a, a a better tribute to Mike Leach, when uh, Illinois they just they, they did lateral after lateral after lateral to uh, try to move the ball down the field on the final play of the touchdown, uh, or, or after the final play of uh, on the final play of regular uh, of the regular uh, regulation. Of the, yeah regulation. Jeez, can't talk. And um, and a Mississippi State defender sort of intercepted the pass, so to speak, on a, on a on a pass back, and he just he could have just fallen down. He sure could. Game have. Game over, but no, no, he sprints into the end zone. No time left. Mississippi State wins. Uh, they cover the spread, and uh, it was just uh, an emotional. I think it was cathartic for a lot of those players, and it was a great way to begin the Arnett era and uh, and and just honoring leach. And um, you know I, th- that I, they, they played with a lot of emotion. and it was um, it was it was it was a uh, it was an inspired effort, definitely an inspired effort. And going back to the Cotton Bowl, I would say that that's the biggest win in the history of Tulane. Uh, Caleb Williams played magnificent. Uh, USC puts up 45 points and they still can't win. So it makes you wonder. The bigger question is: Can Lincoln Riley ever win a national championship? Because the dude can never have a good defense. <laughs> they need defense. That was that was the fatal flaw when he was the head coach at Oklahoma. That was the fatal flaw. Uh, in the Cotton Bowl against Tulane, uh, Christian, what did you think of those two games?
8: Oh, I thought they're you know good good uh, postseason games. I, I love seeing you know Mississippi State being able to get that win in honor of Mike Leach. But uh, I just want to go back to what you just said about um, you know uh, USC and and Lincoln Riley needing defense, and, and they they always say defense wins championships. And if you look back at Alabama. Earlier in Coach Saban's times, uh, you know, and no disrespect to some of the former quarterbacks, but uh, their offenses weren't the the most electric offenses. You know, the, the quarterbacks um, didn't necessarily have uh, the most flashy skill sets. They were just system guys, and ultimately, the, the defenses are what won a lot of those championships for Alabama. And I know college football is on a different trajectory now with. Um, high scoring high powered offenses but at the end of the day you still have to play defense you know as a defender we always used to say if they don't score they don't win and uh that still rings true and and you you see that you know Lincoln Riley and USC has such a dynamic high powered offense but without the ability to to stop your opponent from scoring as well you're continuously just going to put yourself in predicaments that you could you lose a game even no matter how well you play on offense so um that's just a uh, I enjoy seeing that as a, a defensive guy that, um, you know, still rings true. you got to have great defense because I, I love watching a good defensive performance. A lot of people don't like watching that when the games are low-scoring. They say it's boring, but I love great defensive efforts.
0: And that's understandable because you were part of a few, which brings to mind a question I don't think we've posed to you yet. Were you kind of in the transition era uh, of what Saban was doing offensively, or they pretty much already, when you were playing Edge at Alabama, had they pretty much already gone to the more fast-paced aerial attack? Uh,
8: believe it or not, I actually was probably the the first class that we saw that transition. That's actually a great question. You know, my recruiting class we had, uh, myself, I was, you know, 6'4", maybe 215 pounds when I was getting recruited, but an athletic, uh, more of a speedy defender, um, long, rangy guy. Then you had uh, guys like Rashawn Evans, um, Jamie Mosley, you know, all guys who looked completely different. We were uh nothing like uh the 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 guys they had in the outside line, the outside linebacker room at the time you know at the time they had you know denzel deval 6 260 pounds uh xavier dixon 6 4 265 pounds so we were anomalies in that room and uh it, it, it was uh especially to be a part of that transition um and it wasn't easy because we still all had to get bigger and stronger because um we didn't fit that traditional mold um but over time that's what we started to see um less guys that were just big, stocky, uh, heavy-handed guys to more quick-twitch, fast, um, long-rangey guys. So that's a great question. Yeah, I actually probably was the first class along with guys like Sean Evans and uh, Jamie Mosley uh, to be a part of the transition in that outside linebacker room.
0: Do either of you guys see Alabama changing a little bit in the next couple of years? Maybe a Even- bit more run? A little changing, bit less pass? Change more uh, again. I don't right. think defensively they're going to change much. I, I really don't. I, I think they like where Golding is and, and the players that they have. And they certainly have a recruiting class full. But does anybody get the feeling with these offensive linemen that they're bringing in that
2: we might see a return to a little bit more rushing? Lars? Uh, the short answer is yes. But uh, I'll, I'll defer to Christian on this one.
8: Yeah, well... Um... I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see Alabama go back to a little more run-first mentality um, just because that's always been kind of the identity and it's, it's brought along so much success um, with that. Um, however, you also do have to, to mold and adapt um, to, to the game. And so I don't see us getting away from um, the, the improvements and progressions we've made in the passing game. However, um, I, I definitely do see, um, you know, them going back to that that physicality, I think that's the, the most important thing. They want to see physicality brought back, um, and it starts up front, and we see that um, with the recruiting class that they brought in. You know, The average uh, lineman they brought in was about 6'6", 330 pounds. They want big physical guys to get push and movement up front and to really impose their will because um, that's what the, the foundation of Alabama was built on is imposing your will and um, being big and nasty and physical and making your opponent quit and I think that's the identity that Alabama wants to restore amongst the program, and I think that's uh, the path that they're on right now. You're listening
0: to Big Noon Sports. That's, of course, Christian Miller, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. When we get back, uh you guys like Boomer, besides?
2: I love Boomer, but let me just say one thing, okay. breaking news. Eli Ricks just announced he's going to enter the 2023 NFL draft, so Eli Ricks no longer with the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm not really sure
0: his transfer to Alabama helped his stock any. Are you? No. Um, But, Boomer, not a big fan of Mac Jones. You read his quote? Really? I mean, yeah. he, he came he, after he it. He went
1: after him. That's coming up next on Big News Sports. This is Big Noon Sports with Lars, Matt, and Christian.
4: Smooth skin begins with hydrating ingredients.
1: Olay Hyaluronic Body Lotion nourishes your skin with all-day hydration for deeply moisturized results. around the league where coaches will you know change and see if they can actually bring some energy to the team the team looked really flat to me in that first half I looked like a jerk in the second half because they actually came back and they played tough and uh, we all know how that game ended they had a chance to win it if uh, Stevenson doesn't fumble the ball but I just felt like I couldn't believe what I was watching I couldn't believe how flat they were and how listless Max seemed to me Uh, He was not playing a great game. uh, And, you know, they were down 22 to nothing. And the other guy on the other side played almost a perfect first half. So when you watch Joe Burrow do what he did and you watch how Mac Jones and his offense was playing, that's one of the reasons why I thought maybe a spark to start the second half. So, um, you know, these are things that, you know, every coach has to deal with on, on a daily basis. They don't like to mess around with quarterbacks, especially when they feel like they got their quarterback, their number one guy. So, while as being an analyst on TV, we can say things that you know jog the, I guess the the senses of the fans watching. You know, I felt pretty, uh, I felt pretty secure and feeling like they needed something to happen in the second half. They, and, and to their credit, they did, and to Max credit, he did too. But I just thought that Book Belly Zappy would have brought a little bit of energy had he gone in there.
4: But even in the game yesterday, it seemed like
1: back on Big Noon Sports,
0: Boomer on Mac Jones. Uh, he went a little deeper than that. Chris, I don't know if you've read this or not, but he went on to say, and I quote, let me put an emphasis on I quote. Here's the thing I really dislike about Mac Jones. If you want to get to the root of it, his body language, his facial expressions, his gyrations on the field blank me off. Another word for urinate. There is a blankiness, and I don't like to say that word on the air either. Sorry. I guess I'm just very, very old school. Um, I don't know how else to explain them. Uh, he goes on to say uh, that he didn't get frustrated when Mac Jones was looking at coaches screaming and yelling. Body language for a quarterback is so important. I hate when quarterbacks sulk on the sideline. Did you catch up with any of that uh, boomer on Mac Jones, Christian?
8: Uh, I have not. That was my first time hearing that. Um,
0: I just, uh, I don't know. Sometimes uh, when former quarterbacks pick on current quarterbacks, particularly ones that I'm fond of, I get my dander up just a little bit. But you know what? You know who can handle it? Mac Jones. Mac Jones probably handles it better than anybody. He's probably going, okay, Boomer, go ahead. I mean, but, this, this,
8: this sounds bad, but I, when you were saying Boomer, I thought <laughs> I didn't even know exactly who you're referring to. I don't. <laughs> maybe, oh, maybe I'm too boomer young. Boomer Science? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> even. I hate to say it, like <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I don't. I, uh, I think I'm too. I think I might be too young, man. I, I'll be honest. Like I said. I <laughs> – uh, yeah. not, uh When did he play? I uh, I see that he was a uh, a one time MVP.
0: He played mostly in the nineties, I would say. Really? Um, he led uh, the Bengals to a Super Bowl, but they lost. Uh, but you weren't born. Now your dad would be pretty familiar with him.
8: Yeah. No. He uh, was, okay. So he retired. Your dad in probably played against him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that would mean your dad could have played against him.
8: Probably so, but yeah, I, I know what you mean about you know guys ripping um younger guys i'm i'm the thing is uh and i was talking about this with uh <laughs> my friend the other day it you know it, it's funny how you know even at, at my age we look in and we can easily say man these guys they they don't go through what we went through i mean oh it's, it's changed so much these guys aren't as tough as we were but then you have people that that are probably 10 years older than us that play and they probably say the same thing all like, oh, those practices aren't anywhere close to how we practice and then the people older than them say the same thing so it's almost um, just a revolving door just because you know just goes on and on and and people are always going to feel strongly about their time um, when when they played and whatnot but uh, you know I, I think Mac Jones uh, is focused on you know his job and, and contributing to his team and you know improving and, and getting back to the level of play that that he displayed um, the year prior where he was named to a Pro Bowl so um, I don't think he's too concerned with with someone you know picking them apart like that because that that comes with it you know when you're a starting quarterback in the national football league you're going to garner um so much attention and um you know you have to learn how to just to deal with it and and to move on and and um sometimes you can take it um and learn from it and other times you just have to ignore it and 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 keep keep your your focus on on the, the task at hand and i think that's the approach that he's going to take knowing him uh, personally
0: well and it's uh It's Boomer Sinason's job as one of the analysts, one of the five major analysts on CBS, to to be critical and to criticize. I I guess my particular view on it is um, it's that been a tough year. He knows that he's been there, done that as a quarterback, and I just thought that uh, it was a little bit below the belt for a guy that hadn't been in the league very well. right? Uh, the one thing I do remember uh, is his he went to Maryland, and they played Auburn, I think, in 83 his last year. Again, way before your birth. <laughs> but Pat Dye had the worst time trying to say his last name. And I really am going to the candid side of Boomer Osiasen, But I remember being at the news conference, you know, they – just like Saban holds his weekly news conference. Pat Dye used to do the same thing, and members of the media from all over the state would show up. And I would be among them. And uh, Coach Dye would stand at the podium. and He said Boomer Esiason's last name 15 different ways. And finally he just got so frustrated, he said he'd just be Boomer from now on. <laughs> but that's what I remember. I also remember he was a left-handed quarterback, tall, um, really, really good player, and he, and he proved his uh, worth, and then some, as quarterback in the National Football League, I guess I'm just being a big count Tom Homer here, and I didn't like him uh, picking on our man.
8: No, no, well, I I, I agree with you with that, and uh, but I I think the the issue with there's it, okay to uh, display criticism, especially when you're in that role um, as an as an analyst or whatever role that he has. But I think it's when you're attacking him personally and you're using words um, that he used, which we're not, not going to say on air. I think that's where the issue comes in. And I, I think there, I think what he was doing was almost kind of lumping him from what I read into that Zach Wilson category, um, how we saw a lot of people kind of take aim at Zach Wilson um, because of, you know, his attitude and after he had that press conference and they, they kind of um, view them as almost spoiled and kind of bratty. But I don't think that's Mac Jones. Um, I don't think that's his personality or, or, or anything like that. You know, Mac Jones is, is a guy with integrity and um, he's really passionate. and I think so sometimes his his passion and emotions uh, run high and and sometimes it's mistaken um, as you know, somewhat of a um, however, you know, boomer worded it. Um, but I don't think it's that's the case at all with Mac Jones. I think he just plays with a lot of a lot of emotion and a lot of passion. sometimes it's uh, misconstrued, but um, again, yeah, it is what it is. I think Mac will uh, handle that just fine.
0: We probably, and no, there's no probably about it. I don't push the phone lines and the phone calls enough, but we do take phone calls now on a regular basis at 205-342-9904 if you would like to join us. And I believe Steve is standing by, and I want to get him on the show before we hit the top of the hour. Steve, how are you? I'm good, Matt. How you gentlemen doing? Happy New Year.
8: Doing well. Happy New Year, Steve.
0: Hey, same to Great, too. great. Hey, let's back up a minute. Uh, the SEC and the bowl games, and um, – we all saw what I need your I need your gut I need your gut opinion on this. We all saw what LSU did to Purdue, which was a, a tremendous waste of bold revenue. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> but let me ask you guys this is, is is Brian Kelly here to stay or was that uh, just is this is this past year just been lightning in a bottle?
8: Matt, you want to take that or?
0: well uh, as long as he stops dancing, <laughs> um, I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, he caught a little lightning in the bottle. Uh, I, I really do think so. Uh, but I also think he is here for the long haul, and he is going to win games at LSU. And I think I did state a couple, of three weeks ago, or maybe during the very last part of the regular season, that the SEC West. I mean, just look at the coaches. And at that time, unfortunately, I was including Mike Leach because it was before he had passed away. But you just look at those guys. I mean, they there are more great coaches, I think, in that division than there may be in any other league in the United States. But, Lane yes, Kippen, Lane he, I, was I the think only he's – I'm sorry, Lane, Lane Kiffin was the only coach in the West that lost a bowl game. So that's, that's still good pretty strong. Point.
8: Yeah yeah you know christian it, you I like
0: Brian kelly you think he's gonna
8: yeah uh, matt, matt i i do I, I think you know obviously he's kind of goofy um uh as a <laughs> as a person but uh, as a football coach look i mean this guy coached coaching the national championship game granted it didn't uh go too well for him however he made it there um he, he can recruit he's doing a good job recruiting um and and yeah he might have had a little lightning in the bottle this year but if you look at him he, he's a he's just a, a good football coach um you know he was the 2020 acc coach of the year um so yeah I, I think he is here to stay now does that mean i think he's going to give alabama a run for their money and he's he's a huge threat i, I don't think so not not to that um uh, extent but i do feel that he definitely is a solid football coach and he has a lot to offer and he's going to keep that lsu program um competitive and uh always have them a, a threat um and in, in, in the running so um, and, and, and you like that. You like seeing those kind of things because that's what makes football fun um, is when you have good competition and know that um, you're going to have good games when you go and face the LSUs, the Auburns, and the Ole Misses. Um, you know, you, you don't want a cakewalk, and that's why we take pride in the SEC, is uh, specifically the SEC West, because um, it's never a cakewalk. You know, everybody can always um, win on any given day, and uh, we take pride in that competition.
0: Hey, Steve, you got a final comment? Yeah, well, I'm just going to say the LSU wins is good for the conference.
8: That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey,
0: thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate Art. your time. All right. You thanks, bet. Steve. I think myself as, as an old school guy, it is very hard for me to pull for Tennessee. Yeah. But I do in most cases because I like Dabo and I like Clemson. I was pulling for Clemson, but boy, they just got whacked. Oh, man. And Come Josh Heifel. Don't you say know.
1: that. You,
8: Matt. No, Matt Clemson. You got Clemson. Matt. No. Oh, well, Dabo's a personal friend of mine. I've oh, known him since he was man.
0: 18. You know, I, I got to kind of take it there, don't you think? But I can't believe a guy that walked on, had so much success at Alabama, how much Alabama fans hate him.
8: That is interesting. You know, it's just. Well, well. Yeah, it is. And well, when, when he beat us well, for those championships, I, I get it, though.
0: <laughs> no, I wasn't pulling for him then. now. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not going to go over the top. You're listening to Big Noon Sports.
1: This is the Big Noon Sports Network.
0: Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Score! Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company.
1: Nervive
5: tablets contain alpha lipoic acid. Chill, damaging wind, and possibly a few isolated tornadoes. Behind today's 73, tonight's low 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on tide 100.9. It's 67 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
1: Back on Big
0: Noon Sports, Matt, Lars, Christian. Yeah, I think I got a a little bit over my skis there, Christian. Uh, My personal opinion about Clemson is that, but I started thinking during the break how deep that must cut with you because in your era of playing edge at the University of Alabama, I can understand Clemson was... Uh, disliked to say
8: the very least well well that and you got to remember right so i grew up in columbia south carolina right outside the university of south carolina
3: oh yeah and my dad
8: you know is uh uh you know letterman and in the hall of captains at the university at the university of south carolina for the gamecocks so i grew up uh you know that rivalry you know carolina clemson is like the auburn alabama the that palmetto bowl is is, is yeah. like the iron bowl so already already didn't have the the biggest liking of uh, Clemson, <laughs> even though they were my first offer and I was very appreciative uh, of Dabo Sweeney and, and their program for offering me and being the first team to offer me. That was special. But, you know, I get here and then, you know, my retro freshman year, we face in the national championship. And going into that, I was like, oh, man, we, we can't lose this game because if, if we lose this game, I can't go home. I'm not going home. I don't need to hear their fans. I don't want, I don't want to have anything to do with it. We win that game in Arizona. It was great. Facing the next year. And that's when we, you know, we lose at the last second in Tampa. And that one cut deep because it's one of those things where you lose at the last second of a game. Like, oh, my goodness, that that hurts. I'd almost not rather play in the championship game than lose at the last second. I'd almost not really. It, I, oh, yeah. Dude, that that one. That's tough. I mean, I, I still remember like vividly orange and purple. You're not over it yet, are my you? Head. No, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. But it's one of those things when you just look and you're like, man, one play decided well and not necessarily not necessarily one play but you know there's so many other factors and and contributors but it's just like man that one final play like what if only we stopped them there that's a whole nother ring you're talking about the pick play right the pick play i'm referring to the pick play with hunter renfro that's a whole nother ring on your finger a whole nother championship parade i mean i don't think people understand the magnitude of winning a national championship at least here in alabama like, it's the greatest thing. It's not just like that moment, that day or that night on that stage. That is truly special, you know, being on that stage, having the confetti fall and all your hard work and perseverance always it just finally pays off. But it's everything that follows it. You know, every time you win a championship here, Coach Saban builds another home. Like, that's a tradition. He builds another home for, for the less fortunate. So we get to do that. You know, we, we do the championship parade. Um, and just the the spirit throughout the whole town in the state of Alabama, is just so it runs so high when you win a national championship, and it's it's unlike anything other. And I I, I always look back to that because there's just so much. There's so many great memories of you know flying. good I get to go to the White House. Like I met <laughs> I met not one but two sitting presidents of the United States. I met Barack Obama and Donald Trump, and uh, the, just those experiences that follow winning a championship. It's just it's, it's so special. And uh, that's that's why I take it so deeply because I'm like, dang, man, Clemson robbed me twice. Not once, but twice. In <laughs> the second time, I was a senior and I unfortunately couldn't play because I tore my hamstring. I did everything I could to play. But unfortunately, I didn't make it back in time. And uh, yeah, that, that one was tough to watch, too. But yeah. So, you know, I, I do have some bad blood with Clemson, but I do respect their game. Um, you know, they definitely had a nice run as well. And it seemed like it was like the battle of the heavyweights for several years. Um, So definitely was a a big time battle. What do you think Corey would
0: have done? He said, okay, I think I'm going to go play for that orange. I'm going to go play in Clemson, Auburn with the lake. What do you think he'd have done?
8: (laughs) You know, it was crazy. So he actually, he was almost, the fact that they offered me first and before his alma mater, Who I was in their backyard, it actually really offended him, and I think at that point in time, he almost was like, "Hell, shit, go play for them." (laughs) Yeah, I think. I mean, I think really. No, I mean, I think it was almost one of those things where he was like, "I'm just going to put put it past um, all of this and my personal uh, feelings towards it because hey, at least they stepped up and offered my son." Um, And uh, yeah, so you know, I think it would have been. At least at the time, he would have been fine with it. But I think as the years went on, he would have just felt so weird trying to put that orange on if he had to come support me. And I, I think it just would have been, I don't know. You know, his wife is a Clemson fan, though. And they go back and forth. So I can only imagine if I was playing for them. Uh, oh, man, that'd be weird. But I'm thankful for it. Uh <laughs> just goes,
0: goes to show you... Uh, Uh, Blood's thicker than water any day of the week, isn't it? That's right. He would actually pull against his alma mater and get his son to Clemson. That's the great story. Oh, yeah. That's why Christian Miller is a main cog in our wheel called Big Noon Sports. Please, folks, keep an eye on the weather the remainder of the day and keep your prayers with DeMar Hamlin, the NFL, particularly his mom and his family. And we will be back tomorrow at noon right here on your affiliates, Big Noon Sports.
5: investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Has the stock market slumps and instability this year got you concerned? Would you like a way that could protect your retirement when the markets are...